Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and founder of Locker-Report.com, and you guys can always follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore Report, on Instagram Locker Report 100 all small caps, on Facebook LockReport.com and also Locker Talk podcast on Facebook, and then. Also, guys, make sure you guys subscribe to this channel, to this channel on YouTube, Lock and Talk Podcast. It's growing. Make sure you guys follow where you'll find out great, great stuff about the NFL, stuff that you won't hear anywhere else, but it's legitimate football, I tell you. I can't speak of it. If you're familiar with listening to it on the show, you're going to love the channel on YouTube and the Lock and Talk Podcast. Now, this in the NFL season is Different as it is because of what we're dealing with as a nation with the COVID-19, with the pandemic, that one thing that did not change, that the NFL season go by way too fast. <laughs> I just, it was funny, just waking up last week, and I said, man, this is week 14, you know, four, four more games to go. It felt like it seemed like it just started. And you know, so it's, although some games was moved around and some games was moved, you know, fortunately, no game was canceled. Then um, they kept everything um, intact, um, saving the season. Um, we pretty much light in the tunnel, like everything is moving fast. But the best part about it is that knowing that the relief is out there with the vaccine, you know, which is here. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell did say that they're not going to speed up or jump the line just to keep everything rolling with the Super Bowl. Uh, the Super Bowl is still going on um, as we know it. I'm looking forward to being there this year myself. Uh, having that coverage, and I'll give you more details about that when Locker Talk will be in the, in the place for Raymond James Stadium as we look to try to get that whole thing taken care of, going through the protocols, getting all set up for Super Bowl um, 55. But more detail of that come down the road. However, week 14 of the NFL was fantastic. Oh, boy, can't get enough of the top action that's going on. So we're going to jump right into what happened in week 14 of the NFL and then prep you guys for week 15 of the NFL. So a lot of great stuff to get to as usual, you know, definitely, you know, can definitely give you guys all this great, great information here on this great, great network of the bachelor, um, uh, bachelor radio news, uh, bachelor radio news, not um, bachelor news radio.com. So make sure you guys always check out that site because this site, this, this place, this network, hey, going places, folks. Make sure you guys stay wrapped up and tuned in for what's going on here. Okay, now, when we last week when we had talked about what to expect from the players from the NFL Regional Combine, boy, there was a lot to get to, a lot of great previews that led up to that week of football. And the best part about it is that a lot of the detailing that goes in previewing the upcoming week in regards to the players from the regional to see how 
it actually plays out and to see how the performances of the things I tell you to watch out for them, you know, with these players, to see how coming to fruition is always a great, great thing to witness and see. Now, when we talked about Kenny Moore the second, cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, knowing they came off a, a fantastic win over Tennessee Titans in week thirteen. Going into week fourteen, they definitely had momentum on their side. Going up against a I would say a desperate Las Vegas Raiders team to be able that's still that's still trying to stay in the hunt for a playoff berth. So this game was very significant and then the same at the same time. The Colts knew that they had to win to try to keep the the Titans at bay. Now, in this matchup, Kenny Moore was sensational. That whole defense was sensational in that game. And to know that uh, Moore was a part of this, that even says a lot more knowing that we have a, a regional guy that's not just on a team or just a part of a team, but is playing a significant role for a team to be successful in the league. And this is what the players who came through the process begged for and longed for, an opportunity to be relevant in the NFL, and clearly more is. Now, in this matchup, he had five tackles, but he did have one of the best plays of the year where he had his one-handed interception, and let me set the stage for you guys. Now, this play I'm about to talk about was not the play to happen on, but it kind of built up to that great play. In the second quarter with five minutes and 42 seconds remaining, Darren Waller, tight end for the Raiders, they he had converted a third and seven from there from a Raiders forty one yard line and Moore was covering him, but Moore was trying to stop him and Moore was trying to bring him down and we know that Moore you know he's just slightly around six foot little under, but Waller is six four so there's a clear mismatch there, and so Moore tried to bring him down, got hit with a personal foul for a horse collar tackle as he had brought him down out of bounds. Three plays later. That's where the fun part comes in at. This is where we saw a situation with three minutes, 35 seconds left in the first half. Raiders facing another third down situation, third and eight. Moore lined up across from Waller again. And then that's when we recognized that Derek Carr, quarterback for Raiders, targeted Waller for another mismatch. When he threw the ball to Waller, that's when we saw Moore got high in the air with one hand, with his right hand, and caught the ball with that single right hand he had and brought the ball down clearly. He didn't muffle the ball, and the ball didn't move, uh, rattle, didn't bounce around. When I say he snatched that ball out the air, he snatched that ball out the air, corralled it, came down for that one-handed interception. So we saw what Howard did for the Miami Dolphins against the Chiefs. A couple, of, a couple of hours later, Moore did it for the Colts in the end zone, and that kind of helped set the tone, so to speak, for what had happened um, with that play, knowing that Moore wanted to get Waller back. And they recognized that they were trying to use Waller, Waller to pick on Moore, and Moore stood up to the challenge, made him think twice about it again, and that, from that point on, that's when we saw Kenny Moore still being ferocious in this game because he did force a fumble in the third quarter where the coach was able to capitalize off and scored off of that. So Kenny Moore the second was fantastic going against the Raiders, and that was a big game for the coach, every game for the coach from here on out. 
It's going to be pretty much a big game because they know they have to continue to contend the Tennessee Titans as these guys are fighting for the AFC South. Now, another showdown, another player that really came on, I would say, towards the mid part of the season. In, in, in regards from the players from the regional combine. And we're talking about Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Terod Johnson. Now, Terod had his first touchdown against the Bucks pretty much in his debut early in the season, where that went for 53 yards. And he did not cross the goal line since then. However, he did catch, make some big catches during the course of those weeks for the Chargers to help keep Chargers, keep the Chargers in certain games. Other than that blowout loss they had against the New England Patriots, so we're going to skip that. That happened a while ago, so we're going to skip that and pass that part. But when we look at week 14, Johnson was ready to get down this game, and he got his second touchdown of the season, which came at a critical time late in the with a minute and 15 seconds remaining. Now, this is when we had we see where the Chargers was lined up on. Was was actually was was actually facing on the twelve yard line of the territory uh, for the Lions. So in this situation, we we see that when Justin Hubert, the rookie quarterback from the Chargers, who was lined up, squared up, looked towards the end zone and looked towards the end zone. I'm afraid I said the Lions, but to say the Atlanta Falcons squared up on the line, and you saw how he had rolled out of the pocket off a shotgun, recognized Johnson running to the corner post of the end zone. That's when they hooked up for a 12-yard touchdown pass, and that helped make the game 17-all. Fourth quarter, both teams going back and forth, back and forth. Both teams was having turnovers, still trying to get everything lined up. The Chargers almost could have won the game late in the fourth quarter, turnover, then Atlanta had another turnover, and then that's where they set the stage for the Chargers with 16 seconds left in this matchup, 16 seconds left. And they knew that they did not want to go into overtime knowing it could be an opportunity where the Falcons probably get momentum, and then this team would lose again. Now, the Chargers has been, have been – relevant in majority of all the games this season except for what happened in week 13 against the Patriots. But one of the things that this young team is learning, what they have to learn is when at the end as they continue to develop in the process of getting better and better in the NFL. Now, with 16 seconds left from their own 49-yard line, the Chargers face first and 10. Justin Hubert received the ball from shotgun, dropped back, gave a little bit of time, and that's when he recognized Johnson. Now, Johnson ran the perfect curl route, meaning that he was lined up on the inside, and when he took off, he ran to the inside and then dipped back to the outside to the post towards the end, I mean, towards Alabama. Hubert saw, recognized the move, recognized that Johnson got separation. This guy is amazingly fast. That's when he hooked up with a 25-yard pass that put them in field goal range. Got in the field goal range. That's when the kicker came in the field, hit the game-winning field goal, and that's when the Chargers ended their long losing streak. So that was a big play that Johnson and Hubert had hooked up for. And I tell you, this combo right here, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, 
Watch out for this combo. It's going to be something special, knowing that Johnson did sign a two-year deal in the middle part of the season right after that Bucks game. They recognize that they have another young talent on that squad to watch out for. Now, in this game, I mean, this team, they do have another wide receiver named Jerlyn Guyton. Guyton was invited to the NFL Regional Combine. He was going to attend, I believe, the same workout that Johnson was going to attend, that would have had attended in 2019. But Jalen declined, wound up going to, you know, wound up not going, but he still got to the NFL. He is having himself a good season with the, um, in the NFL with the Chargers, nonetheless. You know, but it would have been great to see both of those guys who Johnson showed up, got in, um, Jalen didn't, but however, two undrafted players doing their thing. But our guy, Tyrod Johnson, is doing a great, great, a great, great job winning the NFL. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. Now, another big play. Now, we talked about Ife Ibada a couple of times on the show, I mean, a couple of times this season, knowing he's the first player to sack Tom Brady that wound up getting another sack the final week. And so he went sackless just for about almost like two weeks. However, he still remained sackless. He did not get a sack against the Denver Broncos. However, however, he almost got his second career touchdown in this matchup. And I tell you, man, I was on the floor when I saw this happening. I, I was hoping I could channel my energy to his legs to make him run just a little bit faster. In the second quarter with six minutes and 34 seconds left, Denver Broncos had faced a second and nine from the Panthers' 32-yard line. Drew Locke received the ball from shotgun, and as soon as he received the ball, immediately Bam, he got laid out by two Panthers defenders. It was, I don't think he's seen him coming, and he fumbled the ball. That's when he's seen if they scoot the ball up, and he's rolling down the field, folks. I mean, if you go to go to your Locker Talk on, on YouTube and subscribe to the channel and you see the highlight on there, you'll see as he is galloping down the field, trying to get in the end zone, then all of a sudden, rookie wide receiver, Jerry Judy, come following him down, chasing him down, trying to wrestle him down, and he got – F.A. down on the two-yard line. Oh, my goodness. It was it was funny in itself. Um, F.A. almost had a touchdown, a second um, real touchdown in that um, of his career, in his young, fruitful, fruitful career. But Jerry Judy did his job. He stopped and saved the touchdown. Don't tell him what may have happened from that because that was a very tight game that the Broncos won, and the Carolina Panthers had a number of times to win that game, and that could have helped them get over the hump. You listen to Locker Talk. On the Bachelor News Radio Network, we're here about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. We're going to take a quick pause. We're going to come back, pay some bills and all that good stuff, and then we're going to wrap up what happened in Week 14 and then get into Week 15. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Welcome back to Locker Talk 
on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And make sure to go to the BachelorRadioNewsNetwork.com. Check out all our shows. Check out the Donaldson Files with Tom Donaldson and Coco Koshny. Tom Donaldson and Coco Koshny discuss politics from the right and the left while, while they give you entertainment news and guests. Listen every Tuesday, every Wednesday, live at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., but always go to the Bachelor News Radio Network where you can listen to their programming Anytime, if you want to be informed and with some good stuff out there with entertainment and with politics. Now, back to what these awesome players from the NFL Regional Combine did in Week 14. And I tell you, there was some great stuff that happened in Week 14 of the NFL. And now you guys have heard me talk about um, talk about this young man many a times. And I'm telling you folks, I'm telling you folks, don't be surprised. You have to get familiar with hearing this combo. Rogers to Tunyon, Rogers to Tunyon. I'm telling you, Robert Tunyon, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Hey, he's one of those stars. He's starting to become a star now. He worked out with the great tight ends during the course of the season, during the off season. Um, George Kittle is one of the players that he worked out with, and you can see with his ability on the field, you can see how his game has changed. Been behind Jimmy Graham for two years before Jimmy Graham went to the Chicago Bears. To see how this young man is moving, how he is progressing, he is a solid, solid player across the board. Going up against his old mates, going against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions signed him, coming right directly, coming from the NFL Regional Combine 2017. They had him there all, all season throughout the preseason, but they wound up letting him go, and the Packers snatched him up. Packers had him, let him sat, and he sat behind Jimmy Graham for two years. Jimmy Graham decided to take his talents to the Windy City. And that's when they was okay because they felt as though that Robert was ready. And, boy, is he. Going back, going against his old team, there's no love lost there. There's no anger there, you know. So that's not the type of person that Robert is anyway. But in the back of your mind, you'll probably say to yourself, yeah, he's just still one to stick it to him. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's the competitive banter of all NFL players. Get back at those teams that did not give him a chance and then have an opportunity to beat them. All, every player lives up for that moment, and I'm quite for sure that Robert did too. So entering this game, he had eight touchdowns. When he left Ford Field, he had nine touchdowns. So that was great. Now, this was set up that was in the fourth quarter when, when Aaron Rodgers saw Robert Tunyon lined up on the right-hand side. Robert Tunyon actually had fought his way from the right side of the field, went behind underneath the zone, fought his way, and then when he finally fought his way, he had his hand up in the air, extended, and that's when Rodgers saw him going a crossing route, and that's when Rodgers threw an easy twelve—I mean, uh, easy touchdown pass to Robert Tunyon when he had his ninth touchdown of the season. So that was great. Now, the Washington football team linebacker, Cole Holcomb, he had nine tackles. I mean, he had eight tackles against the San Francisco 49ers. He is one of those viable pieces with the Washington football team, and this team is getting better and better, especially on the defense side of the ball. I tell you, Washington is one of those teams. Their defense is for real. Now they've got to get their quarterback play more accurate. Um, I love with uh, Alex Smith coming out there, doing what he's doing this season. Would it be long-term? It'll be great for him. You know, we know we have a young quarterback there, Haskins, who can learn from him. 
Alex Smith is a great guy, veteran guy for him to learn from. So if Hackens don't have to get in the field right now to learn from Alex Smith, that is a great, great thing there. So he's definitely a great situation there. Going up against the 49ers, going up against regional combine standout quarterback Nick Mullins. Put up a good fight against Washington. Washington defenders was in his face the entire night. But we know that Nick does not back down. He's still three for 260 yards, completed 25 out of 45 attempts, including throwing a touchdown, and he did throw an interception. That was almost that was costly because it was late while he was driving down the field to potentially win this game. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, we talked about in this preview. Keelan Cole have not scored a touchdown in a couple of weeks. He finally got back across that, that goal line in week 14 against the Titans, where he led the team in receptions for seven and receiving yards for 67. So he was able to, you know, formulate a great game against their division rival. Now, two standouts, NFL Regional Combine standouts, both were teammates for the Miami Dolphins, talking about linebacker Kumar Crusher-Hill and cornerback Nick Ninehan. Fantastic game. The, the, the Dolphins almost, almost pulled off a major upset in this game, but they didn't. However, these two standouts from the RC put up a great game. Cruche Hill had three tackles. Needham had five tackles, but they both put together, was able to get a, a crucial turnover in the game, where it was late in the game where Nick Needham helped to finish off um, Harmon, and Harmon, before he fouled the bounce, he fumbled the ball, and Cruche Hill scooped the ball up for a turnover. So that was something that two regional combine players were involved with in that matchup. Now, week 14 is behind us. Now let's get ready for week 15. Week 15 lining up, again, a good, great, great picture of great, of, of great performances to be expected in week 15. Now, listen to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We're here about NFL starts of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. Make sure you guys go to that site. A lot of great information of the NFL there. Now, everybody, here we go again. He's going up against the Panthers, going up against the Green Bay Packers. So there's a good chance that he may get his hands on Robert Tunyon. You know, well, if a, he's not going to really drop back too much. So they probably won't meet as much. But I can see Robert Tunyon trying to block him, and Robert can block. So we're going to see these guys match up there. But if they get to Aaron Rodgers, they're going to need him and the defenders to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers to have an opportunity to have a chance to beat the Packers. So let's watch out for that matchup, number 94 for the Panthers, and watch out number 85, Robert Tunyon. Can Robert Tunyon continue to move? And can get you know get more touchdowns of this season can um uh, continue to unwind. I believe he will. I don't doubt it. I see him crossing the goal line in this game once again. Now Nick Mullins, quarterback, quarterback for the 49ers. Now the last two weeks, other than coming out there by going against the Rams, they have been struggling. Um, decisions late in the game had helped cause the 49ers um, to lose out, and the Niners are you know hurting with some key players not playing. So that goes with saying, but this is the NFL, next man step up, no one look for excuses. This, depending on what Nick Mullins do in week 19, is going to be very critical. We're going to see what he's able to do um, in this matchup this weekend. It's going to be very critical if hopefully he does, he do not struggle in this matchup because if something was to go left, 
you know, it's a good chance that he probably won't get the shot to finish out the rest of the season as the starter, knowing that he's clearly the best option that the 49ers have. So with that being said, Nick Mullins definitely going to go in with, I I don't want to say a radar on his back, but he's definitely going to go in this weekend knowing that he has to do something and do what he has to do, all that he can do to make sure they get this win this weekend. So watch out for what the 49ers are going to do this weekend. Now, Benson in my way, defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Washington football team. Washington football team, knowing they got Cole Holcomb, let's see what Cole is going to do against this matchup in this game, knowing that this is sort of, I don't want to say too much of a rival. I don't want to say it's like a rival like how the 49ers going to play the Dallas Cowboys this week, this weekend. Uh, but this in a lot of sense where the, where the, the, where the, I would say the Seahawks pretty much got their stride to get to their first Super Bowl when they came to Washington. So they're going to be in another situation. Ken Benson get his hands on the quarterback Haskins. I don't think that Alan Smith's going to play in this game because I think that he's still a little banged up, but Benson's going to have to make a big play. We know Cole Holcomb is going to um, Holcomb is going to make some big plays in this game, so watch out for this matchup. Adam Thielen and the, and the Vikings going to go against the Chicago Bears. Let's see if Adam can continue and the Vikings can keep making this push to make a playoff appearance. Right now, their options don't look that strong. You know, it's just, you know, it's kind of this game right here is very important. If they don't win this game, their chances of going to the postseason most likely could be over because the NFC is very thick. They're going up against the Chicago Bears team. Let's have a little glimmer of hope, but both teams need this game in order for them to at least have an opportunity to get to the postseason. Now, this game, people going against teacher. Talking about Flores head coach for the Miami Dolphins going up against his old coach, Bill Belichick. I believe that he was, that Flores was with uh, the, um, the the New England Patriots for about 10 years. So he learned a lot from Belichick. Brian Flores has actually so far shown probably the, the one of the, the best of the best of his coordinators to really, really be successful as a head coach. He's really putting together a solid culture in Miami you can really see there's an influence of Belichick. Don't entertain um, the media. Straightforward guy. Give you an answer. Get in, get out. But he teaches discipline. He teaches hard-nosed football. And he have a collection group of guys that believe in him. Kumar Cruchet Hill, Nick Needham Can these two guys help Brian to beat his mentor and Brian Billick this weekend? So let's watch out for this matchup. Number 51 for the Dolphins and number 40 for the Dolphins. Let's see if they can help their coach beat his old coach in this matchup. I know it's going to be a really good game. Both both teams is all about running the ball and playing defense. This is what this game is going to be about. So definitely going to be make sure you keep your eyes on this matchup. Now, Kenny Moore the second. We talked about this guy earlier. Talked about him all year. In my eyes, I'll be surprised that he do do not get named as a pro bowler. There will not be a pro goal, pro bowl game played, but the players still get that recognition of being pro bowlers. And I really believe that this is going to be his year where he can be a pro bowler. For some reason, he always have a good game against the Houston Texans. I don't know why, but it just appears to 
be that type of situation. He go up against the um, Houston Texans final time this season. He had a great game against them a couple of weeks ago. I do not see him not having a good game against them again this week. This time they are at home. Very important game. Houston is in the spoiler seat. They will not make it to the playoffs this year, but they can help hamper the Colts' opportunity if they was to pull off this win in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is hot. That's why I try to see what Kenny Moore is going to do in this matchup. Now, Tay Crowler, rookie linebacker for the for the New York Giants. If there was a regional combine this year, he would have been there. But due to COVID-19, we did not have the workout. But Jay Crowler, who was Mr. Irrelevant, last player drafted in the 2020 NFL draft, he's going to get some primetime spotlight, got his legs underneath him going against the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns, could this be the, the debut for Marvin Hall? Marvin Hall was released by the Detroit Lions a couple of weeks ago. thought that he was going to get some playing time against the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night, and that great game potentially could be the game of the year, but he did not step on the field in that matchup. Hopefully in this matchup he got the system um, down that he'll be able to get into this game with against the New York Giants, but one player definitely will be on the field. That will be Tate Crowler, number 48. This young man is showing that he is solid component working next to um, Hernandez. I'm telling you guys, this New York Giants team, one more year out, this team is going to be legit. And to know that Tay Crowell is going to be a part of it and that excellent defense, watch out for this matchup, number 48 going against the Browns. And hopefully number 18, Marvin Hall, will see the field. Thanks for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News, um, Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars for tomorrow. Make sure you guys follow me on all of our social handles on Twitter, Locker underscore report, Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small tasks on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook. And make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel on Locker Talk Podcast. And make sure you guys tune in to the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear this show, this show anytime on this fresh brand new site. So make sure you guys tune in. Come back next week when we will wrap up talking about what happened in week 15, and then we will get into week 16, and then also talk about some players from the NFL Regional Combine that actually made the Pro Bowl voting ballot. We're going to talk about that again that next week. Everyone stay blessed and safe out there. Talk to you guys soon.